Bokar Tov, we are on Mizmor Kuf Yud 110. And uh, there's two possible interpretations for this Mizmor. Some say this is a Mizmor in reference to Abraham Avinu. And we're going to see that in, very clearly in Pasuk Dalid, in, where Malki Tzedek, the Kohen, is referenced. Now, we know that Abraham Avinu was, had a famous interaction with Malki Tzedek, Melech Shalem, after his defeat of the four kings, after, after Abraham defeated the four kings. Uh, and in this way, the Mizmor may be about how Abraham is superior in the eyes of God to even Malki Tzedek or something along those lines. The Peshat of the Mizmor, however, is that it seems like it is a coronation psalm, a psalm in which someone wrote for David, acknowledging David's kingship and how God will be by David's side throughout his kingship. Okay? So now would be a lot simpler of an interpretation. Pasuk Aleph. The David Mizmor, a psalm for David. Neum Adonai. God said, Ladoni, to my master David. Shev limini, sit next to me to my right. Ad ashit oyevecha hadom raglecha. Until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Okay, so first pasuk is actually a little bit difficult, but it seems like it is a psalm for David, for his kingship. And that... And the psalmist says that God said to David, who happens to be the author of the Mizmor's master, Ladoni, that, he, that David should sit next to him in a way of showing that I'm with David and I'm supporting David until your enemies become a footstool for you. And now the psalmist turns to David and he says, God from Zion will send your rod of strength. Meaning David has his rod, his... Uh, his uh, scepter of kingship. So God will send that scepter of kingship from Zion. And you will rule amongst your enemies. Okay, so God will support your scepter of kingship, David, and will help you rule over your enemies. Your people, David, will, be, will volunteer on the day of your battle, meaning they'll be willing to come out to war with you, they'll be motivated to fight for you and with you, David. Behadre Kodesh, in a sacred war, or in a sacred, uh, uh, in, in sacred glory, meaning they'll see the war as like a sacred mission that they need to, to fulfill. Merecham Mishhar, and they will be, um, I think Merecham Mishhar is part of the first half of the Pasuk, and they'll come out, like from the womb, they're uh, motivated. And from the very beginning, they're motivated. Okay? And to you, the dew of youth will remain. Meaning to David, you will remain youthful and strong. And your, the dew of your youth, the freshness, the dew represents freshness, right? So the freshness of your youth will remain. Very, that pasuk, pasuk Gimel, is a very difficult pasuk. Okay? Now, it seems like just to, to capture what the Pasuk is trying to say, is that your people will support you in the times of your war as if, as if it's a holy thing. And, from their, and they will do so from their youth, from right when they come out of the womb, in the early, in the dawn of their coming out of the womb. Uh, and to you yourself, David, you will also not lose your vigor because you will remain strong. Uh, even in your older age, you will be like, you'll retain your youth. Okay? Be born in their enthusiasm. They will be, ah. Very nice. They'll come from the womb of dawn. Could be an expression like they'll be reborn in their enthusiasm. Okay? Uh, but 
it, it can't be understated how important it is when a king wants to go out to war that the people are motivated and excited to fight for the king. Okay, it, is, uh, it can't be understated at all because it's probably the most important thing to have an army that is willing to fight. And we see that not only will God send out David's scepter to rule over the other enemies, the people of David will be willing and able to fight. Okay, Pasuk Dalit, Nishba Adonai Nahem. That God promised, and He will not go back on His promise, He will not renounce His promise, that what? That you, David, will be priest forever. Based on my word, my decree, like Malki Tzedek, or you will be the righteous king. Okay, so uh, there are two ways to interpret this pasuk, or many ways to interpret this pasuk. He's, it could either be that God promises and He will not go back on His promise, it, that you will be Kohen forever, by my decree, you will be a righteous king. Or, or it could be, good. It could be, by my decree, you will be Kohen, my righteous king. Or it could be, and some interpreters say this way, that you will be king like Malki Tzedek was king. Okay, Malki Tzedek was a famous king of Jerusalem that we know from the Chumash. It is from this pasuk that they say that this mizmor may also be about Avraham Avinu. But again, I don't think that's Peshat. I think this probably is talking about David. Um, something Ariel did point out very brilliantly is that when it says that you will be Kohen forever to David, you may think that it's talking that, oh, Hashem made David a Kohen. That, that, that doesn't make any sense. David is not a Kohen. David is from the tribe of Yehuda, not from the tribe of Levi. But if you look at the end of Sefer Shemuel, I think, when it lists David's kids, it says that they were Kohanim. Now, Kohen could have the meaning of a priest, like a Kohen in the Mikdash, but it could also mean someone in a position of power, a respected power, a minister of some sort, a political figure of some sort. And that seems to be the use of the word Kohen in this Pasuk, in which God promises to David that he will be Kohen forever, that David will remain Kohen forever, will remain not Kohen in the sense of the Kohen of the Mikdash, but Kohen in the sense of being a official, official a powerful man, a king. Uh, and this is by God's decree, you righteous king. To say that this is what's being said to David. Okay, Pasuk He, Adonai al Yeminecha, God will be or is on your right side. Machatz biyom apom melachim, and he crushes on the day of his wrath kings. Yadin bagoim alegeviot, and he will judge among the nations, and he will make it full of corpses. Meaning, when he judges against the nations, it means those nations will lose in war, and their corpses will be strewn about. And he crushes their heads on the great land, meaning on a great expanse of land. He crushes the heads of the enemy. And then, And then he will drink from the stream along the way. And thus, his head will be raised. So that last pasuk is a little bit difficult. What is this nachal? What is a stream? Why does it say that he will drink from the stream? And who will be drinking from the stream? So, Possible interpretations One is more gruesome and crude interpretation That you could find in the Mepharshim That the stream will be uh, That will come from the blood of the people That were killed in war And it's like God will be figuratively Drinking from their blood As a symbol of God's dominance Over the enemies of David Another interpretation is that it's David Who will be drinking from the stream And it's not a stream of blood But it's a stream of water and the idea is that whenever a person drinks from the stream, they go into a vulnerable position, they go on their knees, put their head down, they can't really see what's going on behind them. You can't really do that when you're in a vulnerable state and you're at war. 
But whenever your enemies are all destroyed, you can very comfortably go lay down at a stream and drink peacefully without anybody bothering you. Uh, and that could be another, I actually like that interpretation more, that David will then, once his enemies have been destroyed by God, he will drink from the stream and he, his head will thereby be raised upon and over his enemies. Okay, so that's a possible interpretation of this mismor. A little bit of a difficult mismor, but it's a clearly a mismor about the kingship of David, the support of David as king, and how David maintains and has the support of God throughout his kingship. Baruch Adonai Lulam, Amen ve Amen.